Did you know that God is good all the time? Did you know that God is good? He does good. And he's working all things together for your highest good and for his glory. That's right. Even during the hottest fire in life, God is right there protecting you and guiding you. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio as we continue our series, Refined, Finding Joy in the Midst of the Fire. This is your friend, Carol McLeod. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. We're discovering who God is. And what we're discovering is too good to be true because God is good all the time. When I think about the word good, and when I think about the Lord that I serve, I'm stopped in my tracks a bit, I must confess, because good, isn't that a pretty boring adjective to use in the description of God, the creator of the universe, the father of all mankind? Because coffee is good and so's the weather and often the stock market isn't good and neither is the weather. The children are good. My parents are good. Church was good and dinner was especially good. Let's talk about God for a minute. He is the most creative genius in all of eternity. He created giraffes and orchids. He designed Niagara Falls and the Sahara Desert. Hyenas and diamonds were God's idea. And yet he describes himself as the ever boring but useful good. God, couldn't you do better than that? Well, let me just tell you, this is why the Bible describes God as good. All other superlatives come after good. If God is not good, then he cannot be powerful or faithful. If God is not good, then he cannot be our healer or our provider. If God is not good all the time, then you would never be able to trust him or to pray to him. You see, God's goodness is where it all begins. God is good totally, absolutely, unconditionally, enthusiastically, and perpetually. There is no bad in God. There is not one cell of bad in God. There is not one iota of bad in God. God wants to heal you and not to hurt you. God wants to mend you and not to break you. God desires your absolute highest and best all of your life every day of your life. God is the greatest good, and he is the source of all lesser goods that we experience here on planet earth. Anything good on earth was birthed in God's good heart. I think about creation, mountains, rivers, hillsides, rainbows, flowers. I think about music, and knowledge, and the gift of family, all of those lesser goods were birthed in God's great and eternal and perpetual and enthusiastic goodness. The psalmist said it like this in Psalm 16 too, God, I have no good but you. And then in James 1, 17, every good 
and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Anything good that we have today has come from God the Father. Medicine is from God the Father. Knowledge is from God the Father. Friendship is from God the Father. The glory of creation is from God the Father. The beauty and majesty of music is from God the Father. God is the final standard of all good. Everything that God is and God does is worthy of approval. It is impossible for God to be anything if he is not that characteristic or that attribute completely. He is infinitely good. He is infinitely loving. He is infinitely kind. He is infinitely gracious. And he is infinitely merciful. That's who God is. You know, when I think about light, let's talk about a lamp in your living room. It is possible for that lamp or that light to be bright, but it's not infinitely bright because it doesn't possess all of the brightness that there is. But God, the Father who created you, He is infinitely good because He holds, He possesses all the goodness that there is in all of eternity. I think about a mountain. You know, it's possible for the tallest mountain to be tall, but it is not infinitely tall because it doesn't possess all of the height that is known to mankind. But God is infinitely good and he possesses all of the goodness that has ever been or will ever be known by mankind. God is infinitely infinitely good and there is no boundary around his goodness. Any molecule of goodness in all of creation is found in God. God is perfectly good and that, my friend, is good news for you. He never has a bad thought about you. Think about it. He is never worried about your life. He thinks good thoughts about you every minute of eternity. One of the verses that we just love to quote when we think about God and his plans for us is found in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Perhaps you've heard this verse before. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. That's the way the New American Standard Bible translates that verse with the word plans. But did you know that that Hebrew word also means thoughts? That's right. So let's insert that word thoughts into Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, declares the Lord, thoughts for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. God never has a bad thought about you. His thoughts about you are for welfare and for a future and for a hope. Think about that for a minute. God is never worried about your life. He thinks good thoughts about you every minute of eternity. God never changes. He's always good. And the goodness of God means that God cannot feel indifferent about anything. You and I can feel indifferent about life or about food or about people or about events, but not God. Because he's always good, he's always thinking enthusiastically good thoughts about you and about your life.
You know, when God loves, he loves with a boundless and unremitting energy. He is enthusiastically good. God's first recorded opinion was that light was good and land was good and that trees and flowers and asparagus were all good and that the sun and the moon and the stars were good. Shrimp and humpbacked whales and salmon were good in the opinion of God. Cats and rhinoceri and cheetahs were all good according to God. Everything that God is and does is birthed in his goodness. Think about this for a minute. God's mercy is his goodness to those who are in distress. God's grace is his goodness toward those who deserve to be punished. God's patience is his goodness to those who continue to sin time after time after time. God's healing power is his goodness to those who are sick. And God's forgiveness is his goodness to those who have blown it. Let me read to you Psalm 31, 19 again. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who trust in you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. We're going to pause for a minute and look at this verse. We're going to look at Psalm 31, 19, and we're going to chew on it today and tomorrow. We're going to get every spiritual nutritional calorie out of this verse because our Our hearts need to know that God is indeed good. So the psalmist begins by saying, how great is your goodness? This phrase, how great is your goodness, means it's unable to be measured. If you were to live as long as Methuselah, you would not be able to tap into all of the goodness that God has for your singular life. There is no measuring tape that can fit around God's goodness. There is no scale that can hold the immensity of his goodness. There is no equation that can discover the amount of God's goodness that's stored up for us in heaven. But what is God's goodness that is unable to be measured? Well, in the Hebrew, this is how God God's goodness is defined. It's defined as wisdom, intelligence, kindness, understanding, wealth, beauty, divine glory. It's defined as welfare and happiness and gladness and cheerfulness. God's goodness is simply this. It's the best of anything and God has it for you. God gives it toward you. And so Psalm 31, 19 says, how great is your goodness, which you have stored up. This phrase is stored up means it's set aside. And in the ancient Hebrew, there were two kinds of holding places. One that was hidden. You couldn't get to it. You didn't know where it was if your life depended on it. And the other type of hiding place was one that was accessible. It was easy to get to. And the word that's used in Psalm thirty-one, nineteen: how great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who trust you, is the hiding place that is accessible. You can tap into God's goodness. He has not put it in a place that you can't access. 
How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who trust you. Do you trust the Lord? Do you fear him? You know, so often when we use the word trust, it, it's like a religious phrase. And, and we want to break into to an old song when we use the word trust. But let's take the religion out of the word trust and make it personal and practical. This is how I define the word trust. You are God and I am not. I recognize you as the answer to all my questions, the provider of all my needs. You are the final authority on everything. I don't have a better idea than you, God. You make me glad. Can you trust God? If you can, his goodness is rushing your way today. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433 or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Whether you want to live above the ordinary or learn to worship God even during hardships, Carol has great teachings to help you every step of the way. 